Hello, and welcome to G Talk and All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two black professionals that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen, listen closely for the true messages about friendship, morality, and brotherly love, because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics, from love and relationships, to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G talking all that jazz. Enjoy the show and buckle up. So Jazzy Mac, what's going on, brother? Hey, my friend, how's everything? I'm mad at you right now, but I love you to death. My no, love, I know, I know you mad. My love supersedes my anger. I know you mad. I know because you, you you want to do this phenomenal woman thing. That's right. I don't want right. to, and I don't want to play in the sandbox. We got to No, no, no. That's what I to say. Let's get it out because I know you had a little attitude. Let's get it out. You know, you want to do a phenomenal women thing for the month of March, and you want me to participate in it. But that's that's your that's your it's in your it's in your wheel barrel, bro. That's that's your thing, and I was supporting it. I was God, you know, supporting you, but. That was your thing. So don't be mad at me because I don't want to participate in it. I think we all learned here what excuses are, right? At some point, yeah. I play process. Yeah, excuses, excuses. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all learned that. But What's I'm just saying, my God. I'm good, man. How's the weather down in Georgia? It was beautiful you know, today, man. It was actually, it got up to about maybe 68, 69. It was really nice, man. Good day to be out and about. You know, started out chilly, but out and about. But, you know, gee, I just want to take a moment, man. So it's, it's really difficult. Well, we live in a really difficult period right now in our existence, right? And what's happening over in the Ukraine. So we have a, a madman in President Putin of Russia who has put all of his military arsenal on nuclear alert, right? On nuclear alert. So if, if this, this, um, this um, insane person decides to uh, initiate the order, we, we, we all, our existence in this world is, is, is over. We're not going to survive. No one's going to survive uh, a full-fledged world war with nuclear weapons, right? So there's so much instability, right? But let's take a, a step back. Sometimes it's, it's difficult, right? We think about what's going on in the, in the Ukraine. We have um, the, the, these, these individuals, sovereign citizens of their country, fighting for their own independence, right? And you see this, this whole, this, the, the whole world in a sense, like kind of galvanizing and supporting them for their democracy, right? right. For, right. Their, for their liberty, right? right? Right. But it's really hard. It's really, really hard to, to, um, to really fully sympathize because of, of my experience here and this Black American experience that I've had. So I get the, I get the struggle, I get the fight, I get, I get what's happening and it's, it's different because someone is starting war, but we have been at war in this country in terms of um, African-Americans since we've been in this nation to fight for the same things that the Ukrainians are fighting for. So right. I, I sympathize with them, but it's almost like a, it, it's almost like, uh, 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 it's almost like being in a in 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 
a, a dual sovereignty spirit. Like I want them to have their liberties and peace and I get it, but I don't have all my liberties and, 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 you know, freedoms here in this country. So it's just difficult. And I'm going to write something on it. So that's the, that was just on my mind. But at the same time, Mm-hmm. I, I, I do understand that women and children and civilians are being targeted. They're and, dying. Yeah, they're, dying. they're targeting them. And, man. And they're the killing inno- them over there. Yes, and the innocent is being harmed because mm-hmm. of a madman. So let's let's from a humanistic point of view, let's just take maybe ten seconds of silence, man, just to to recognize our solidarity with our with with other human beings, right? Regardless of their race, creed, or nationality, or anything like that. Let's just take ten seconds, if you don't mind, G. I agree. Thanks a lot, man. That was my Great. soapbox. Yeah. I, yeah, I got it, man. Listen, you know, I know you got the little DR in front of your name, but you're still a wet food stamp to me. You know, you're, you're still a comma, right? You're still a less than a movie of the week. You're, you're a hyphen, you know? You're no messiah. I, I you're, you're, you're no philosopher. You know, you might fool everybody else on this podcast, but you don't fool me. Yo, I know G. who you are. Yo, you know, I saw you eat cheese sandwiches. You're nobody, you know. AG, AG, okay. AG, I fool them every day, bro. <laughs> I know you do. I know you're down there taking Morehouse good money. I know you are. I know you are. I man, I wish somebody would call me and ask me about you, but I'll tell them the truth. Lord have mercy on but my anyway, soul. man. But anyway, everybody, we have a great show coming on today. Mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, represented here today uh, four sororities. Uh, um, um, we're gonna talk about the. Uh, are they still relevant? We're going to get their feeling of their take back. You know, you know, we got the Zetas, we got the AKAs, we got the Deltas, we got Sigma, Sigma Gamma Rho on here. And, and these women are going to just give us their perspective. We're going to make it organic. We're going to ask, you a few, ask them a few questions. But before we get in to the sisters that we have on our show today, you must, we must get our disclaimer in because- That's right. Bong, 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 this is a public service announcement. All the stories, events that you're about to hear are all true. Name, dates, and events will not be changed. And if you so happen to have hung out with me and Gary or been on our show and they cause you a problem and you get divorced from your but I love your sugar boo, your honey bunny, your sneaky link, your side piece, your hit it and quit it and split it. And dip it. Okay, 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 okay. We are sorry that happened, but we are Beyonce sorry. We're sorry, not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> get out of the and that's the guy. And that's the guy. You know, and that's the guy they call a doctor. <laughs> Rubber food stamp. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Rubber food stamp. So I want to introduce the ladies. I'm calling by their, their, the names that they have listed on the show um, and the sororities they represent here today. And we're going to just ask some questions. So we have um, Anise representing Sigma Gamma Rho. We have Sister Sage representing Delta Sigma Theta. We have Karen representing AKA. And we have two Zetas. Uh, Danita Parker represents Zeta Phi Beta, and Shanice White represents Zeta Phi Beta 
on our show this evening. So, Jazz, I'm going to let you start off the show, ask the first question. Oh. And you know what? And you pick. Just go any, mini, mighty, mo. We don't want to. I want no problems with the sisters, man. But any, mini, mighty, mo, who you going to ask this question So, you first? know, I have some bias happening right here. So Oh, that's right. He's an alpha. Yourself. Maybe I should ask Brace the first yourself. question. So, <laughs> so, just as a kind of like a, a 10,000 feet view, right? So, we if we look at um, Black sororities, and the impact of black sororities. It is very apparent right now in this very moment that black sororities are still relevant, right? That's the question, are, they, are black sororities still relevant in the 21st century? And I say that um, because if we look at the, most, the second most powerful person in the, in, on the planet is Kamala Harris. And she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Recently, we just had Katanji uh, Brown Jackson nominated by Joe Biden to become the first Black woman to, to, if she's nominated, to sit on the Supreme Court. And she's a member of Sigma Gamma Rho. So those things are indisputable, right? Those things are indisputable. But the question that I pose in terms of uh, sororities and, and their relevant and their relevance, is how did how did the sorority? And I'm asking you, Karen. You go first. How did the your sorority Alpha, Alpha Kappa Alpha enhance and enrich your life? Um, I mean, there are so many different ways, right? So, I mean, when you think about the examples that we see in Black women, like you know. Um, Supreme Court Justice nominee Katanji Brown Jackson or um, I saw Kamala Harris. You've got you've got a situation where examples of excellence and pioneering are important for the world. I know that for me personally, every profound influence on my life, aside from you know my mother, was an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman. Um, I'm first generation uh, uh, collegiate in my immediate family. So my father and my mother didn't go to college. Um, well, my dad went to Grambling for three days before he joined the military. But um, so for me, they didn't know like how to really prep me for college life or any of those things. And, and I found that the, the women who had the greatest impact on me personally, like my favorite teachers, um, you know, mentors that helped me prep for college, things of those nature, things that, you know, it was just, it's invaluable. Um, and then the, of course, the sisters that you make you know, once you're actually in the organization, it's just invaluable. The connections, the career networking, um, the support, um, I mean, you name it. I, it just goes on and on and on. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Do I need to? I'm sorry, so what's your thoughts on that, Sister Sage? So I agree. Um, I'm first generation collegiate as well. Um, I had no preparation for college. In fact, I was raised um, in special education. So I had no education foundation until I actually got to college when someone cared enough about me who actually happened to be a Delta. Um, and it was through my college foundation that I fell in love with Delta Sigma Theta.
Um, and the fact that we do so much internationally um, as a whole, the D9 is because I was taught different things. I was actually taught life. I was taught love. I was taught sisterhood. My sister, my twin sister is actually on this forum right now. Um, and then not only in terms of joining my sisterhood, but also doing it at a HBCU. I think that was even more profound. And the fact that we were able to go into the community and serve our community and even after college continue to serve our community because it's very much needed. And I think also the way that we present ourselves through our sorority helps other young women, um, number one, want to join our sorority and then understand the importance of sisterhood scholarship and service. So, so Danita, what made you want to join your sorority? What was what was the, that moment like? Um, the nuances when you were on campus, young person, you you're looking and you searching for an organization or women to bond with. What was that journey about? Um, well, my journey began in um, fall '91. And I joined the sorority in spring 92. So I went to a PWI, predominantly white institute. It was pretty small. Um, so my chapter was a metropolitan, what they call a metro chapter. So we, at the time, we consisted of uh, seven schools. And, and that prior summer, I worked at a uh, summer camp. And I met this beautiful sister, was a Zeta. And just being around her all summer and um, and it was so crazy because her cousin was actually in the uh, chapter that um, the undergrad chapter that I became a part of. So I would go visit her because she actually went to uh, to Cheney University in PA. And I went to uh, Seton Hall at the time in uh, New Jersey. Again, like I said, we were a metropolitan chapter. Um, that that first year, um, I met a lot of different young ladies, and everyone was kind of like forging their path as to which sorority they pretty much wanted to uh, align themselves with. And at the time, I guess like Zeta was the only one that was more of an interest to me because of the young ladies that I was meeting at the time. And if you know anything about, you know, PWIs and Greek organizations, you know, 30 years ago, um, smaller institutes didn't have a big presence like that. Um, you were lucky enough to either um, join like your uh, Black Student Union or um, anything that kind of sets you apart within your minority status and everything like that. So, I mean, Zeta just stood out for me. There was, at the time, there was no other organization I was necessarily even thinking about. And then once you become uh, familiar with all of the, uh, the sororities that are available on campus and things like that, you start to see kind of like where you could fit in at um, which, which sisters seem to be more of a, like developing bonds and things like that. And so, um, that was kind of like the only choice for me. It's like the other two sisters that's, oh, I'm a first generation collegiate also 
definitely in my immediate family. So I had no guidance on a college lifestyle or, um, you know, navigating friendships, relationships, and, you know, much less, you know, considering sororities and fraternity, that, that Greek lifestyle, because it's a whole thing, you know, the Greek life, the Greek lifestyle is a whole thing. Like, can't anybody prepare you necessarily for it? You know, once you're involved in it, you grow in it. So, um, that was the only, pretty much the only choice that I was that I that I made back at that time. I didn't kind of really um, look at any organizations at that at that time. So, Lynn, tell us a little bit about your background and your story of how you you know you made the decision to join Sigma Gamma Rho. About three decades ago, I was 16, living in California, and one of the things that um, my parents made us do is hang out on your older siblings campus. Um, I am one of eight and on my mother's Ooh. side, that's four. All of us are master's degree holders from cum laude, from Wharton to me with my mom, MBA as well. Most of us got our MBAs or our master's in health. Um, education was always what you want it to be because if you wanna be great, you have to surround yourself by greatness. Um, so three decades ago, I was at a step show and no pagers back then for 16 year olds, no cell phones, I got lost. And I met a bunch of SG Rose in California that helped me get my way back home, um, an eight hour trip. They put me on a train, I had no money. I thank God for them. Um, fast forward, I was uh, 19 years old, moved back to New York and I seen some ladies. I was like, oh I, oh, I know those letters, I know those letters. And I went up to the person who ended up becoming my Sigma mom. She was going for her masters. And I was like, yes. And she introduced me to her friend who was in med school. And I was like, yes, this is where I want to be. And these women not only pushed me educationally to continue being educated so that you can be in the position and be the person that you want to be or that you needed growing up, but it just builds your self-esteem. You know, it builds your self-esteem. It helps you plant your feet and you become a living testimony for the next person that needs that uplift. And I love them because one of my favorite poems, Langston Hughes, Live Your Creed, it was passed on to me. I said, yes, th that's what I wanna do. I wanna be around people that walk that walk and not talk that talk, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does, it does. So I gotta, I gotta, let me, let me, let me ask, let me jump in here, Jazz. Okay. So I'm gonna start with the Sigma Gamma Roll and work up with my way back. So. You were inspired by your contact with a Sigma Gamma Rho. So let me ask you a question, you know, and I, and I hear most everybody's conversation is uh, Zeta, you know, some Zetas you saw that you related to, you know, uh, Karen stated that it was a teacher, everybody in her life was an AKA and, and the same thing with the Delta. So let's switch that up. So do you think, um, um, Sister Lynn, if there was Zetas or AKAs or Deltas who had helped you that day, would you still be Sigma Gamma Rho? And I'm going to say the same thing to um, Danita and Karen and, and Sister Sage. So I'm going to start with you, Sister Lynn. Had you met a bunch of Deltas that day that helped you get back home, would you still be Sigma Gamma Rho? You're trying to start no, a war. Don't get it twisted. He's trying to start a war. No, not at all. I think that's a fair question. Um, what inspires you and what you can grasp onto? You know, that happened to be the group that was there. But and mind you, I was at a step show. 
I was at a shop show where there were other Greeks. And I guess if, from what I know as an adult, because my divine nine and my stars and my masons, those are my rocks. That's who pay the bills. <laughs> I'm retired. They take great care of me. I don't think that maybe I might've became an SG role or not have, but I would truly say I would definitely be within the Greek well, because I love what they do and how they do it. It's Thank a journey you. and it's something that you don't want to be. It's like people say, go away to college as an experience. Become a Greek. It's an experience. And I speak nice. for almost everybody in the divine nine because everyone in my family is Greek. Got so you. that wasn't my first exposure to the Greek world. Okay. That's just okay. who was like, wow. They take, like, they see me. They see me at 16. Hotmess.com. They see me at 16. And that's... That's, that's, that's what, your story. That's, that's what I do to this day. I'm gotcha. uplifting anybody. I, I, don't, I don't push my organ. Anybody, I'm like, just become a Greek and know that it's a lifetime commitment. And what you get out of it is it's like biblical. It it's biblical. Nice. It's tenfold. Yes. So, Danita, I'm actually the same question. I know you said you were, you know, you pledged with a bunch of different schools and and you kind of related to those sisters that you cooked up with and then they were Zetas and they were going to be Zetas and then you end up being a Zeta. So let's say those sisters were going to be Delta or AKA or, you know, would you still be a Zeta? Just actually, just think about it. I mean, I did, honestly, would you have been a Zeta if it, if it was another sorority that you were rocking with? Again, like Sister Lynn said, that, that is a fair question. And I don't think I really thought about it in that way because um, those sisters that um, became my sisters, you know, our line at the time, one was like uh, the alpha queen for the campus. Two were like uh, Sigma Doves. Um, another one, I don't think she was anything, uh, what they call like the Q, I don't think she was a Q pearl. But uh, the Greek life was like all the way around. So I think more because of the influence of the friend who became my sister that I met that summer um, kind of pulled me to that. And I think I remember like one of the first ladies I met on campus my freshman year, because I pledged my um, sophomore year, the second semester of my sophomore year. So my first, my freshman year, I met, um, I had a friend who she pledged her first year uh, as, as she pledged Delta. And then, like, I ain't never see her after that again. Like, she just, <laughs> and you didn't know where she went. She just left. <laughs> like, what happened? Y'all done stole it. Y'all done hit her somewhere. But um, I don't think that uh, that change would have influenced me any okay. other way. Again, um, I was on a small white campus, predominantly white campus. And, um, you know, you found your network. You found your way. So the Greeks at the time, definitely all the Greeks, all the Greeks definitely uh, supported one another because on a PWI, you are a smaller minority um, in, in that in that world. And, you know, even though I, and I commuted, I didn't stay on campus. So I was literally only like 15, 15 minutes from home. So I would come onto the campus. Um, I became friends with these young ladies. I would stay on the campus with them, you know, on the weekends and attend events and things like that. But for me, I don't think that would have made like um, any other difference had I met like a Delta or SG row or an AKA uh, to say like, okay, well, you know, you coming with us. Like, and then it's so crazy because like to, to speak 
30 years later and hear the backstory of our, uh, you know, our Dean and ADP of how like um, they chose us out of a group of however many ladies um, wanted to become members at the time. So it was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they saw something in me that I probably, I more or less did not see myself. So you have to reflect on, you know, why you're into those organizations. But I don't think, you know, it would have been any different had I met like a Delta, like I said, or anyone else in the, uh, in the Greek world. I think Zeta was just going to be, that's what I was going to do anyway. Once, you know, yeah. and um, like, like, like Sister Liz said, she was 16 in that world at a step show. Um, my high school kind of like was doing step shows at the time. And you saw like the little, uh, the little sister, little brother groups, and they were doing, you know, doing the steps and at the, and at, the, and at um, like the talent shows and things like that. So we were like, you know, modeling ourselves after that. I couldn't coordinate the steps, even though like, you know, those who know me know that, you know, I ain't no slouch on the dance floor, but I just couldn't get all that together. Like, this is too much. I, I don't want to be bothered with this. I got you. Anyway. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to be bothered with it. But um, I think that I was just going to become a member of Blue White Same. Family regardless. Because. Thank you. Sister Sage, come on now. Now, I know you told me what your influence. What is it, sister? Come on, talk. Come on, I want to hear some. Come on, Sister Sage, what you think? Would you have, so, if you had influenced by anybody else? If I were influenced by someone else, most likely, probably. But I was influenced by members of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, and they held such regard in my heart. And the fact that they were doing so much community service and serving the community. And Pretty much, that's really all I saw on campus. Yeah, but think about it. If they were, if those ladies were AKAs doing the same things, would you be now be an AKA? Or uh, if they were Zetas, would you or Sigma Gamma Rho? Would you be in these other sororities? That's what I'm trying to get well, to. Well, let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. My twin sister, Shawnee's white, she's a Zeta, and I pledged before her. So uh... that's interesting, right? Um, yeah. Very interesting. And my brother, my brother and my father are both Sigmas. And I have two cousins that are Omegas. And my son is an Iota. So it's very interesting because I got the whole can hell going on. <laughs> right, right. You got the can hell by yourself. <laughs> it's like our, our family reunions are a trip. But I honestly don't think so. I think that we're, um, I think it's manifestation, number one. I also think it's a calling, just like we're called to serve in different areas. I think I was called to serve Delta Sigma Theta. Um, and I was called to serve my community through Delta Sigma Theta, just like I was called to OES. You know, so I honestly don't think I would have joined any other sorority. Um, but it, it's very interesting that my, and I'm not sure if she had to step away or what, but it's interesting that my twin sister joined another organization. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, after I go to Karen, I'm going to go to your sister. I, Cause I can't see, I can't, I see the thing. I don't know if she's there, but we'll go to your sister. Oh, I see her now. Okay. I see you. I'm going to come to you next, Shanice. Um, Karen, same question. I know you said that. 
you know, your teachers and you had some influences that were AKAs and that influenced you to be an AKA. So, so switch it up. If just those teachers and those influences were from another sorority, would you be in another sorority now? You know, that's, it's really hard to say that because, you know, I have to expound like what some of the other ladies said, because it's, it really is a lot about exposure and how you identify yourself. And it is mm-hmm. a manifestation. And you, you know, we, we also have to understand that, you know, they, they chose us as well. Right. So for me, when I got to campus, like I also went to a predominantly white institution. And so it's very likely, um, I would have been a Greek if there was no chapter. Perhaps, let's say, for example, if my chapter had been suspended for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, that wasn't the case. But it was one of those situations where because I had those strong AKA influences in my life, that's what I looked for. And then when uh-huh. I got to my campus, um, you know, the 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 young ladies that I saw that were sorrows were the ones that I I saw some of myself in. They were doing the types of things that I either had always done or wanted to do. So again, it goes back to those examples that you see in the exposure that you get. For me, it was a connection to my roots and to the Black community. When you go to a PWI, you don't, you can get lost when you're, you know, 5% of, you know, the population minority in the school. And literally the only people who had melanin in their skin were athletes or Greeks primarily. So you, you all become one big family. Most of my friends in high school were actually, you know, pledged deltas. Um, you know, one of my best friends was a Sigma Gamma Rho, which, you know, ultimately at Norfolk State. Um, so I really do think it goes to, you know, what speaks to you. Um, and that, that's the best I can say. Um, that's honest. That's, that's honest. So I'm going to go to um, Sister Shanice. Well, I didn't see you there. I just saw your, your logo. I thought you had stepped away. So here your big sister plays Delta Sigma Theta. You come behind her and you go the other way? You go Zeta, you know. I mean, you go from she the red, white, to the blue way. I know. I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I'm just saying, but that's a big sister, though, right? Is it sister say? Is that your older sister no, or your twin sister? Twins. 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 Oh, and that's even more so. Y'all twins. The twins are supposed to be like this. Who came out first? Who came out first? The sage came out. Yeah, so you are the older sister. <laughs> Okay, so, but you you all keep saying the other way, and for me, it was the only way. So that's what I'm going to need some people to understand. Bad again. And Bad again. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Sis. Okay, sis. <laughs> so the the biggest thing for me was um, who I did not want to be associated with because of, um, I don't want to say raggedy attitudes that they had towards other organizations and other people, but there was some elitism there that I don't feel was deserved by those people because I, I just didn't see it in the ideals that they said they were purporting. So, um, my friends and I, we actually formed an interest group and we did a ton of research. And through that research, we landed on my sorority. 
And uh, I'm not going to go into the entire story, but that's essentially what happened. Uh, most of the people that I joined with, we were in the same discipline. We had very like ideals and uh, we, we did a lot of things together already. Even before we joined the sorority, we did community service. We set up foundations. We um, just did a whole bunch of things. And, you know, it just student led us to the student government. Right. We went to um, student government. But the interesting thing is um, the ladies that were at um, my school at the time um, and some other ladies, even though we were in different organizations, we all came together to join another organization together. And that was OES. So it's not like we weren't in we were influenced negatively or we weren't influenced positively by those other organizations. The only thing that I can say is this was the only sorority for me. And, uh, um, but the answer to my question is no, I would not join another organization. <laughs> so let me, let me, let me ask a, a, put a, a little, a different twist on this. So the other day, um, I believe it was um, maybe All-Star Weekend or maybe it's just some kind of sporting event that happened up in in, um, in the Brooklyn Nets um, arena. And so they brought out all of the um, the uh, Divine Nine with the exception. I don't think I saw the Alphas. The only ones I didn't they, see were they, the Alphas. The Alphas were, they, we, they, they were there. Everybody was there. Time. Divine Nine. And so, so they came out and it was very showy, right? So so I'm a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist, right? So um, when I say that, I mean, um, I, came, I came in at a time I came in at a time when um, I came in at a time when um, well, let me put it in English. So when I actually pledge, right? And Gary doesn't like when I say that, but I say it. So when I actually pledge, like pledge season was in the student manual. Like it was written as part of our curriculum that this was pledge season. And so that is the school that I'm from, right? You can say it's old school. You can say I'm an old head whatever the case may be. So sometimes when I see the show, the showy side of our organizations, it sometimes, it, 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 it makes me feel like, like our organizations are being watered down in a sense. So they had this grand performance and all of the organizations were performing. It looked like dancing. Like I was like, are they dancers or are they stepping? Like I was like really confused. And so, my question is, is with the influence of, uh, of social media and, and, and all those elements, and even with this, this new generation that's coming, coming into our organizations, do you guys feel that they are upholding, you know, the standards um, of the organization? Not, not, when I ask that question, not that as if you are better or worse, but do you feel that they are living up to, to all of um, what you thought or, or a member of the organization should present themselves in a sense. And anyone can jump in. Well, um, let's, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I question myself 
as to whether or not I'm living up to the standards of my sorority. So I don't necessarily judge others because I know I still have a lot of work to do. And that's why, you know, this is a lifelong commitment because we fall one day, we get up another day. You know, some years we don't pay our dues, other years we do. That's just like right now, I'm a member at large because, you know, dues get up there. But at the same time, I still serve. I still serve my community. And if I'm going to a step show or a party, although I don't, um, I don't see what's wrong with having fun. In terms of social media, I had problems getting on Zoom and um, getting the background together. Like, I'm like, I use Google <laughs> Meet and there's another one that's out there, Microsoft something. But I'm like, I had to call my sister and ask her, how do I put this background on? Yeah, Microsoft um, Teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that there are some people who don't live up to what we say the standards are for our organization, but they might. You know, there are different generations. Like I pledged 30 years ago, you know. So what happened 30 years ago certainly is not happening now. You know, just like someone, our Delta Deers, you know, we certainly, I, I bow down to our Delta Deers because I know that I'm not one. I'm not, you know, beholding uh, the standard that they hold, but I can only do my best. But in terms of social media as a whole, I, I don't like a lot of what's going on in social media. And that's not just with the sororities and fraternities. That's just period. I think that, you know, a lot of people like to show themselves for likes. Um, and they don't, you know, I, I always tell people, they're not necessarily laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And if you're going to act like a clown, then they're going to call you a clown. But just don't do it in my letters. Period. Period, Pooh. Fair. Come on. Period, Pooh. So what do you think, Janita? What's you know, the question? You back in, yeah. Do you, do you think that? Yeah, spring uh, uh, night, too. Yeah, third. So yeah. That, that's my saying. My sister says yeah. over there. Yeah. What's the so question the question is, do you think that the, the, the sororities of today are living up to the standards that you guys may have set back 30 years ago? Or you think it's watered um, down now? You think it's um, different? Everything that has already been spoken, yes, I, I definitely um, echo and feel uh, some of those sentiments because, again, different time frame, different mindset of uh, your process and when and where and how you joined back then, you know, 30 years ago, um, five years ago, one year ago. A uh, hundred years ago, when the uh, sororities, you know, were basically formed and everything, um, I can't say that I don't have any uh, like or dislike of the direction that the sorority is going or the Greek Greek life, because um, you know now now it's to the point of like nitpicking. Um, me being overseas, uh, the charter chapter here. Uh, was formed, I want to say, maybe five or six years ago. And I was actually in uh, Abu Dhabi, you know, the, the UAE, that weekend that they were, they invited me to come. So 
I was in it, but I was there for uh, a teacher's convention that weekend. So I wasn't able to actually make like the uh, the, the initiation meeting or like the uh, when they were forming the, uh, the chapter here. So, I mean, we all stand for our first in something that deals with the uh, the sorority. So, again, like like Sister Sage says, like she's a member at large right now. Those fees get up there. Like our boule is in um, is in Philly in uh, in July, which was uh, like some of the hotels that they're booking were from like our imperial session time in, in August, and the stuff could get you know pretty expensive, and it's 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 a lot to deal with and do. Um, with you know, social media is a is a blessing and a curse at the same time. It is definitely, you know, don't be a clown on my watch and, you know, how you present yourself, get it in. You know, you have your organization letters on and things like that. Um, people stick cameras in your face all the time to record something. But um, I think for me personally, I'm sure that I've, or at least try to um, uphold my letters and not be a disgrace or a downfall to the letters. But I think that I mean, just with anything you do, if, even if you never pledged sorority, if you never joined OES or any of the other uh, social organizations and community service and civic organizations that we do, you still have to be you first. And if you're going to present yourself in that way, you're going to represent something, that's what people are going to associate you with. Well, look at that Zayd over there acting like that. You know, oh, she remember that? I don't think I want to be a part of that. So you are always going to be on and not necessarily know it all the time. Yeah. Or, you know... Put yourself in that light that, oh, that's what y'all, that's what that group does. I don't know if I want to be a part of that. So, again, my first year becoming a Zeta, I was off glass. Like, I'm I'm here, I'm there, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm traveling here, I'm, I'm meeting the bros, I'm meeting the sisters. And, you know, just my, my whole eyes is like acting crazy because that's a whole nother underground world that you become a part of. Just like, you know, you know, joining, you know, OES or, you know, joining a lot of something like that. This, this is a whole nother world. So, gotcha. yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit all over the place. All right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Sister Lynn. So do you think the Sigma Gamma Rolls of today are holding up to the um, to the to the to the to the shield um, as you did back? You know, when did you pledge? First of all, let's start there. When did you pledge? I'm a 97. Ninety seven. Hot so, nine so seven. Hot <laughs> nine seven. <laughs> Hot nine seven. So today we're in twenty twenty two. Are they are they holding up to the standard? Is it is the standard I love still being it. held? Um, mm. I'm in a graduate chapter, so we act like graduates. When you're an undergrad, mm. you act like an undergrad. That's mm. why you have advisors. That's why there's people there that if your your um, crown starts tilting, you know we're going to adjust it for you. We're going to help mm. you out. But that's what a big sister's for. You know, that's what a mentor is for. That's what a season store is for. That's why they stay active. That's why they pay their dues. You know, they put in their work, so they may not do the work the same, but that don't change the game. We are still all community-based programs. The mission statements haven't changed. The colors haven't changed. Our shields haven't changed. And what they stand for hasn't changed. So just because things are approached differently, I don't think it's fair for us to say that it's not acceptable because when we had meetings, I was Paige. When the new generation had meetings, <laughs> come on, they're getting it all another way. Yeah. You know? So we can't really place too much judgment on it, but all we can do is help them on an etiquette level. 
Make sure that they remember our founders are looking at you and uphold that legacy that was given to all of us. It's something we all earned and was never given to us. We are still earning things 400 years later. We just well gotta said. keep our crowns right. Karen, so what year did you pledge, Karen? Uh, spring 90. Spring 90s, okay. So that's 32, 32 years. So so same question to you. I mean, from when you pledged back in 1990 to the AKAs of 2022 with all the social media involved, so what do you say? Are, are the AKAs uh, holding up to the same standard? You know, or do you, would you change anything? How do you feel? No, no, I mean, I agree with Lynn, right? So, so every generation has a unique set of challenges, uh, whether it's a, a social challenge, a political challenge, um, and even an etiquette challenge, right? So it's one of those situations where I think there's, there's always good and bad to social media, whether we're talking about, you know, the way police are actually policing and racial disparities and all these different things. I do believe that it gives us a platform to reach the most amount of people with the least amount of effort, right? So I think that can be a great thing, especially when, when you are upholding your shield and you are you know, making your founders proud. I mean, my sorority was, was founded one generation removed from slavery, one generation. I mean, the things, I mean, the whole reason they founded the sorority in the first place was to educate and, and uplift, um, you know, African-American women, especially um, on the collegiate level who didn't have the same opportunities as our, you know, Caucasian sisters, et cetera. Um, you know, we wanted to, you know, to provide collective bargaining and collective power and just, you know, all those things, um, you know, collective advocacy, we can reach more people and get that exposure. And maybe someone who didn't know that Alpha Kappa Alpha or Zeta Phi Beta or Delta Sigma, you know, um, Delta Sigma Theta even existed. And they asked those questions. What is this group? Why are they doing these things? Um, you know, and like Lynn said, it's if the new generation is not upholding our values, then it's on us to pull them aside and correct that, just like we would with our own child. You know, you don't go out in public and do this. You know, don't be <laughs> twerking on the bar. <laughs> you know, you know, Why not? <laughs> But you That's know what happens right? when you do. You know, you know what? You know, if you want to twerk on the bar, don't do it wearing your pink and green and right. wearing your letters. You know, right. whatever. I mean, I know that. Let me hold your sweater. Let me right. hold your pin. Thank you. Let me hold your hat. Absolutely. I've had some of the, the, the younger and newer sisters say to me, and it, you know, it just, you know, I, I was crying because I'm like, when I was researching, you know, joining a sorority or even being approached by different members, they said, you know, you were one of the few influences that made me want to choose Zeta as opposed to another sorority, only because of how you carried yourself in certain ways with representing your sorority. And that's a um, beautiful thing. And I was just like, mm -hmm. yeah, that 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 was that was moving for me. I'm yeah. like, you know, I crazy a little bit, right? You know, I'm a little touch right there. Yeah. Like, nah, like, Ooh, ooh, <laughs> we doing that today. Ooh, okay. So okay. Uh, let me go. Noted, noted. <laughs> let me and get to that, that was that that just warmed my heart because um again, just like you know, like like you said, Cameron, you, you're representing yourself, and like you said, Lynn, like you know, you you have this etiquette that you have to follow, and if I kind of need to pull you aside a little bit and you know get you together, it's gonna be in a sisterly way. You know, I, I'm I'm going to it's gonna be constructive, but 
you know, we have to remember what we are representing. And, you know, those those few sisters that came and said that, and, and they, they ain't nothing from it. They, you know, they wasn't trying to, like, you know, buy me anything or, you know, anything like that. It was just real genuine talk. So that that that's the, it's definitely everything that you ladies already said is something. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, sisters. I, I want to get to Shanice. Shanice, what year did you play, Shanice? I pledged in 96, spring 96. So 96. Okay. And so tell me, so since 1996, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your take on it? Z5B, you know, is it different now? Has social media influenced it negatively, positively? What, what do you, what do you say? Well, what I think is that um, there are a lot of judges, jurors, and executioners. And the question that I have for everyone is, um, what behaviors do you exhibit to display the ideals that you want others to uphold? So before I judge someone in that manner, um, I want to know, are they a worker? Are they a marketer? Because we talk about people that want to party and that are always, you know, in the limelight. They are just always have a camera um, in front of them. And... You know, we have people that show up at every meeting. You know, we have people that don't show up at all. So what kind of soror do we want to be? Mm. And uh, for me, I think we have room for all of that. We need the people to show our letters. But how are you going to act when you wear those letters? We need people to get out there and work. And you could be more than... One, you could be a worker and you could be um, a, a marketer. You can be the person that's always going to be on the mic because you are very eloquent. Um, but uh, for me, I, like my um, soror, my sister said, um, they were talking about fixing each other's crowns. And I, I want to know is how often do you fix someone else's crown without letting everybody know that their crown was crooked. You know, and that's very important to me because we don't always have to do all of this meeting our sisters by the side of the road, you know, in a very negative way. And I'm, I'm not on social media as much. In fact, I disabled my Facebook last year because it is just too much for me. Um, you can find me on Pinterest, but that's just about it right now. You know, I'll look, but I, I just don't pay attention to a lot of that. And yesterday we had D9 day at my job. I'm a teacher. So all of the, yeah, so all of the um, Greeks wore their paraphernalia yesterday. And the person who organized it, she seemed a little upset that everyone didn't participate in the closing activities, which was a picture. And I'm like, everybody's not going to show up for everything that you want them to be there for. You know, but we all participated because at least everyone did at least something. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I don't have much to say beyond. I, I'm, I'm just not on social media like that. She's probably part of that generation that has to take a picture of everything that has to go live yes. all the time that has mm -hmm. to, you know, she got five social media pages and things like that, where as social as I am, I reluctantly 
got on Twitter and IG like last week because of um, a book that I'm actually uh, a contributing author to. And she, you know, so so she needed to be explained in a way of, like you said, everybody, that's not everybody's thing. You know, that do, and that doesn't mean or take away no less of what you're doing for the organization because you didn't want to take a picture for something that you want to put out there. Somebody might be wanting and then they, they got their picture all over the place. <laughs> they, they don't want to do that. Right. Okay, let's stay on task, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Let's stay on task. Sorry. Know, okay, it's okay. So, sorry, I, not sorry. sorry. Jazz, yeah, I, 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 all day. Jazz. All I got, day. I got, I got one more question. Um, okay. So I, I think that my, for my experience, so in fraternities, fraternities, black people fraternities are very competitive. The frats are very competitive. We were when I was on campus. Um, we were our main competitors were the Omegas, right? So they were that. That is we 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 just it was and it wasn't even even healthy competition. Sometimes it became physical, right? It, it seemed like sororities got it together. Although you guys are in different organizations, there, se there still seemed to be some common thread regardless. So I just wanted to see, to talk about the common thread with, with all of the sororities that it does not exist in my experience in fraternities. To this day, I only associate with one Omega. I have no friends that I associate that are Kappas. I don't even associate oh, no, that, with any cues. Oh, oh. I think that's estrogen wow. versus testosterone. I don't okay. even think that's a Greek thing. They is this. Okay, okay. So I'm, I said my experience. It may not be right, other right, people's right. experience. Yeah, my not experience. Get that. I think for us, we are ladies. Like we know that we're ladies and we, there's no fight. You know, although we're in different organizations, we're all sisters, you know, um, there's no need to fight. We, I, I just don't understand why we just can't come together and work for the, I, I, that's beyond me, I'm sorry. A common goal, yeah. Listen, listen yeah. now. Can, so Karen, if, what you say, Karen? Um, if I may, so, so I don't understand that. Um, Linwood, only because, I mean, ultimately, the entire Panhellenic Council, right, all denied, we all pretty much have the same universal goals, right, to educate, to encourage leadership, to advocacy, things of that nature. So it's it's kind of like, I, I honestly have no, I, I've never had like any animosity or predisposition to not want to associate with another sorority um, or fraternity or anything like that. So I'm I mean, literally, like my best friends are belong to Delta or to to Sigma Gamma or something like that. And so I have my sisters, and then I have my associates as well. I mean, my sweetmates were Sigma Gamma Rel. My my prep staffers were Delta Sigma Theta. Like it's just one of those situations where I couldn't imagine having any type of discourse with with any of them. So. It, maybe it is a testosterone thing. I don't know. It could be unique. It could be unique yeah. to your particular university. I mean, you still don't have that now, right? That was just. You, are you talking about? I, I, yeah. I see that as something he, he, that like a undergraduate level, <laughs> not so much a graduate level. I think that has to do with maturity. Um, iron sharpen iron. 
you know, and the resistance of a society that you feel lets you down. And then all of a sudden they want to success you. So there's a lot of mental that goes into that, especially when you're an undergraduate, you're young, um, maturity has not kicked in for a lot of us. We may know some things and we have more of a knowledge base, but that doesn't make us mature. And, we and I think I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta speak to that. Like, um, back, you know, again, 30 years ago, you know, you're on the campus, you're on the yard, quote unquote. And I've seen different fraternity members, like go at it, like physical fights and things like that. Um, because that, but that's a man thing. That's a man thing. I've never had an issue with another member of another sorority, um, for whatever reason and or issue I don't know anything about. So I, th I think that that part is a man thing. Now you're gonna have issues with men and women in general because they, they may not wanna associate with you. Oh, she a Delta, I don't wanna fuck her. That's a Zeta, I don't rock with Zetas like that. You know, that's just how they personally feel. But I wanna say with my experience, I'm, I talk to, I have so many friends that are captives to this day. Um, I mean, 30 year friendships, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I knew what their experience was back at that time because we were all going through the same thing. Two of my closest cousins are accused. Um, you know, of course, you know, us being constitutionally bound to Sigmas, of course, I'm going to know a ton of Sigmas. And, you know, one of my first friends on campus was a, was an alpha. Like I said, one of my uh, one of my my last sisters was a the uh, the alpha queen. So I think that is you know, you, you holding on to that because that was your experience and you may not want to associate with members of other uh, fraternities because of what you went through with the, the fights and things like that. And I've seen uh, fraternity members of all, you know, of, of the um, of the black fraternities, like really go hard body and just fight. But that was just, you know, that's just that local camp because we had a party, we young, we crazy and, you know, things pop off. But you know now, um, they they are much more settled and they they are uphold they upstanding men. You know they 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 not physically into those kind of things anymore. But that doesn't they have mean a that. curfew to get home to their wife and <laughs> children. They they don't want that smoke. They don't exactly. want that smoke. And exactly. they don't heal the way they used to. They don't heal. That's right. Like so, We're too old for that. That's why I'm trying to. Listen, that, you don't you ain't trying to catch a charge. You got these and we got more to lose. Exactly. We got we own homes. Right. We got cars. Lose. We got mm -hmm. children. That's why I try to tell Jazz, he should come on be join the Masons, you know, and we'll teach him about that brotherly love and affection. <laughs> you know, that Greek fraternity thing, you, that was a college thing. Then now when you get older uh -huh. and you know you can still do your alpha thing and you can still be a Mason, and we're gonna teach you how to be brotherly love and affection, and you ain't gonna have no hate towards nobody. You're gonna love everybody. Trust okay, me, so, I tell you. So, I'm with it, Jazz. I think so, you should join. So, so, I think you so, should join the journey. So, so for, first and foremost, I didn't come here to be psychoanalyzed. Like, let's, let's start. Tell number, one. Jazz. number two. Tell them, Jazz. Tell number two. Jazz. Number two. Um, <laughs> I actually pledged in 1985. Right. Oh. And so I, I, yes, there were some things that probably happened that has been singed and now is part of my implicit bias. And I think that it manifests itself in my behavior currently. I cannot help that, that, that it was impactful. It had an impression. And so that is who I am. I'm okay with it. Um, I don't, you know, I... That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, it's deep. Georgia. Next it's time deep. the Divine Nine gets together, 
I'm gonna make sure that I make sure that you get an so, invite. But let me, yes. let me explain some. Let me, let me explain. Yes. Something. Let me let me explain. Something. Thank you, Lane. Thank okay, you, thank Sister you. Lane. Right, 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 right. Okay, whatever. Right, let me explain it something. Might to be too. It let, might whatever. Be too. Let me tell you. But let me say. Let me say this. I love the sororities. <laughs> I have no bias. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, it's it. All right, all right. Listen, listen. Okay, okay, yeah. So listen, ladies, on behalf of our podcast, we want to say thank you um, for joining us tonight. You know, um, Sister Lynn, Karen, Sister Sage, Shanice, Danita, waking up out there in Saudi Arabia, out there in the desert to be on our show. We really the appreciate you guys. Yeah, the whole desert. I mean, you know, whole the whole desert. desert. Mm -hmm. And um, we so appreciate you guys. So, but before um, we close our jazz, I know you want to do our little commercials, um, our little sponsorship. Just, you know, go ahead, bro. Knock All right. Out. All right. There's no sponsorship today. I just wanted to just kind of say that, um, uh, I just want to thank you all for being on the panel. There's absolutely, you know, um, without a shadow of a doubt, in terms of the rising tide of our society and, and the role that women are playing, not only here, but also all around the world. We can see women who are leading countries. We see women who are leading government. And in those nations, those nations are flourishing more when, than when men ran those countries, right? So there's, there's an absolute rising tide. And I do believe that at, at the forefront of this wave is women who have principles and they learn these principles from Black Greek letter organizations, more than likely, not always, probably on the HBCU campus. And the primary example is Kamala Harris, at the second most powerful person on the planet. And so I just want to thank you guys. Um, we appreciate you being here. Um, yes. Trust me, I, I, that I, I listened to the commentary in terms of <laughs> my psychoanalysis. And I do know that is a difference between the womanhood that exists among sororities and are different from what happened between the fraternities. There is a difference in terms of healthy competition and camaraderie, there is a difference. So, but I just, again, I just wanna thank you guys for, for taking the time and being on the show with, with um, G and myself. And thank and you for having us. I just absolutely. want to say one, one mm -hmm. thing before I go. Mm -hmm. I don't care what organization you are. Um, at the end of the day, we all skin folk. So um, we got to keep the conversation going, just like we did with Sandra Bland, just like the social media we use for George Floyd. We think about the things of how some people do things to bring us down, but we can't forget what keeps us uplifted. Yeah. It's, it's social media. It's a conversation. It's what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. This is a Absolutely. living testimony, you know? Yeah. You got to keep doing it. And I'm going to support y'all tenfold. Now I know about it. No better, do better. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you. listen, and ladies, what I want you to do is email me. I emailed you guys a Zoom. Email me your shirt sizes. I'm going to get your G talk and all that jazz search on me. Give me your size. Send your address. I'm going to order shirts for all, all you sisters that appeared on our show tonight. Just send me an email. I just need your 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 size and your address, and I'm gonna send the shirt out. I wanted to say that on behalf of G and Jazz, we're gonna take care of that for you guys and make sure you guys have. Um, well, Danita, you might want a t-shirt. Well, some of y'all might want t-shirts because y'all depending on where you live at. Uh, Sister Shade, where you at? You what, what part of the country are you in? It's cold in the um, desert. It's cold in the desert. You're in DC. Now, uh, yeah. Sister Lynn, where you at, Sister Lynn? 
I'm hiding out in Jersey, but I'm a New York resident. Okay, so you you cold. Okay, that's the cold weather. Karen, I know you down in Georgia, and Danita, you out in Saudi Arabia. Shanice, where you at, Shanice? I'm in the DC area. Oh, DC area too. So y'all cold too. So y'all tell me what what they want a sweatshirt, a t-shirt. You know, just email us. We're gonna take care of it for you. We're gonna mail those out to you as soon as we get your stuff, and we'll order some stuff for you just for y'all appearing on our show. Um, I just wanna in closing. I'm G, and this is Jazz, and this is G talking all that jazz. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Thanks for having me. Good night. Good night. Yes.